We're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 388, a.k.a. Year 8, Week 16. Coming at you this week, as always, I am your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with... MC. And since this is your regularly scheduled clubhouse broadcast, uh, please join us there. The club is the Anarchist Experience, or at me, at Riches for Rich, R-I-C-H-E-S, the number four, R-I-C-H. And you can get in the club, participate, raise your hand. Do all that fun stuff that doesn't happen, uh, for the most part, on this program. Uh, that being said, I know it's it was a slow news week um, to begin with, and then the queen died, like England's queen died, not my queen, and then that just like dominated everything. And so I thought to myself, like, do we talk about it because it's the dominant news cycle thing, or do we not talk about it and ignore it because that's what we're supposed to fucking do uh, when politicians <laughs> and the head of state yeah. die. Like, yeah. do you care? Uh, I mean, MC, I mean, you, you could, you could throw a party and be like, yay, another one bit the dust. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, I think it is worth mentioning, you know, just because um, there's so many weirdos out there, even in the United States that fawn over, Kings and queens, and it's ridiculous. That's the weirdest part. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, she was a great coming from Americans. Like that, yeah. I don't have a lot of foreigners uh, on on my friends list on Facebook, right? So it was someone else posted this too. It was like half of the people like, oh my god, I can't believe it, she finally died, and the other half is like, fuck that bitch. And yeah. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in the fuck that bitch category, and I'm and I'm tempted for the. Maybe maybe not the first time I've been tempted, but I've never I've never unfriended anyone on Facebook. Like I just I just kinda let my natural ability to irritate and infuriate people drive those who don't want to be around away. Mm-hmm. Um but I also don't want to be around that bullshit either. You know? Like I don't spend <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook, so when I do and it's just, Oh my god, I can't believe the queen you know, from Americans. I'm a, I'll, I'll keep reiterating that as much as it takes. I guess it, it doesn't bother me when I see stuff I I don't like on on Facebook. Um, there's there's only a few people I ever blocked, and that was uh, when they started stalking me. You know, like every time I post something, they would they would post something back, and uh, uh, and it was always just. Uh, you know, if it's intentionally trying to annoy me, then then that's when I would block somebody. But it's, you know, only been a few times. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't, you know, it's I I don't think I've posted anything new on Facebook in going on three plus years now. I oh, don't even okay. know when the last yeah. time it was. So I, but even before that, right? Like I don't think I've ever had that much engagement with anybody. Like there was no one. I didn't set off people enough where like they would do that. They would just block me yeah. and then be gone. 
And so I, of, of course, assigned myself the victory and then moved on as well to the next jackhole who, you know, posting dumb shit. Um, so, yeah, the queen. Like, the, uh, the other thing that was a little annoying from the fuck that bitch side of things, right, is nothing from them, right, until she died and then all the shit talking comes out, right? Like, where were all the fuck that bitch memes and quotes and complaints, you know, when when she was alive and still doing, you know, stupid things? Uh, I don't know. She, I guess she wasn't that popular of, of a person. I mean, she's sitting in the seat, but did anybody actually know what she was actually doing? Well, a lot of stuff came out of what happened during her 76-year administration, right? Like the, the whole uh, colonization of Africa and India and yada, yada, yada. And <laughs> look at the jewels on the crown that she stole from, the, you know, uh, from those countries. <laughs> and like, no one complained about this when she was alive, right? Like you had the chance to call out that shit you know, to, to her face, sort of, right? But you, you, wait, you wait until after she's gone and then start the smack-dogging, right? Like, I guess... The, the I mean, she wasn't constantly in, invading India, right? Or well, then why bring it up now? Like, if, if we already know, like, are you going to convince... Well, are you trying to convince those who are like, oh, we yeah, love the queen? Okay. There's a lot of people that just don't know. That that they get their information about kings and queens from Disney. Okay, then <laughs> why were they not told years ago? Right? Why was that not? You know, it's I, with American politics. Like Joe Trump is still in the news, right? Joe Biden. Well, this you know, because pick he, on him. He, he could still win again. <laughs> she was never going to lose. Yeah. There, so there's, there's not much to talk about. <laughs> okay. It's like she's the queen. Who cares? Um. Uh, yeah, you can't. It's like if if they could have said something to get rid of her, they'd probably say more. So they wait, and now that you know, now that it's, kind, it's kind of it's kind of pointless to be talking about the queen constantly. <laughs> it's like what's what's the point? Yeah, I'm with you. I just I don't know why. That's the thing, right? Like you know, I because I, because something happened. She's dead. Now we can all say, uh, "Long live the queen." <laughs> no, you say, "Long live the king." The queen is dead. Long live the king, <laughs> or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I, okay, so like here, this was my experience before getting on social media, right? I'm thumbing through news articles, getting prepped for this show and the other one, and like I hear, I hit a headline, and it says like the queen is in like dire medical conditions, and she's comfortable at her home under doctor supervision. And I look over, and I say like, queen's about to die, and then like five minutes later, uh, I am informed. The queen has died, right? <laughs> and, like, and I go, like, how old was that? Because there was a report somewhere in the middle there that, you know, they, they, they proclaimed her death too early. And it was two minutes. Oh. You know, like, okay, from, from a reputable news source. I'm like, okay, queen is dead, you know? And, and in my world, right, prior to jumping on social media, that was the end of it, right? Like, that was it. Queen's about to die. Queen's dead. Okay. So, so the reason the reason to talk about it though is because there's there are a whole bunch of idiots out there that, uh, like like I said, fawn over the idea of a king king and queen, and yeah, in America, which is dumb. Yeah. So that's the reason to bring it up. 
Okay. Let the idiots know that they're idiots. I mean, that's kind of what we do. All right. <laughs> it's worth. It's worth. It's worth saying. And maybe. Well, maybe that's why I asked in the beginning if we need to talk about this. Like you know, if it's important uh, enough to call them idiots, I will be up front calling them idiots. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but maybe, I wasn't sure. Maybe, Maybe somebody that really loves the Queen will, you know, jump jump on Clubhouse and, and and tell us how how wrong we are and and how how important the Queen is. <laughs> At most, they'll jump in the comments and send me a chat message. Like I've yeah. I've engaged with a, a few, I've engaged a few times in the chat on Clubhouse because they didn't want to raise their hand or whatever. But whatever, um, or they'll you know they'll they'll starkly respond to some posting of this show later. But but again. You know, in, in my world, it was a nothing thing, and for Americans, it's supposed to be a nothing thing, right? Like mm-hmm. we the the whole the whole reason that the current form of American government exists uh, was to get away from a monarchy, right? And we can have the discussion on whether that was wise or better or an improvement in in some way, shape, or form. Um, and I'm fine having that discussion, but you don't you don't praise you don't live in America and praise the monarch uh, of of a foreign country number one, and number two the one that you had to like your ancestors had to get away from in order to be marginally freer than they were under the monarch, and holding right the getting getting less free by the moment under under uh, d- democracy or republic or whatever. So unless you're saying like, no, it's so bad here, we would have been better off under the monarch, right? And I will hear that argument. I've heard libertarians make that argument. Uh, you know, we, we can talk about that. But no, you know, like politi- politicians dying, monarchs dying, you know, any, any government employee like f- making it to their final resting place is a cause for celebration not a reflection on the great life that what did she do that was so fucking great aside from live live way too goddamn long you know <laughs> like a lot of the people praising her that's like been the only queen right because she was you know 96 years old or whatever and what did she do in her 70 years as queen that was so goddamn impressive or important that you're fawning over her now it's not rhetorical. Do you know? Like, what's what's her what's her history of human rights and push? No, she just you know, she just existed as a uh, figurehead of a country with marginal political power and influence. The like the world's largest welfare queen, literally, <laughs> in the fucking world. Like her, her whole family exists and subsist off of tax dollars, right? And somehow that's a noble goal or uh, some sort of yeah, noble yeah. achievement in some way. <laughs> is that what we're aiming for? For for some people, that is the aim. <laughs> How much welfare can I get? Not the level. Where's, well, you got my food stamps. Where's my Obama phone? <laughs> Obama phone. <laughs> Okay, now I could understand that if they, if if like the goal was to get to the queen's level of welfare, right? Yep. If you if you've got like a jewel encrusted golden crown 
right, of blood diamonds from Africa and India and every place, you know, south of the equator, right, and not, you know, gold-plated jewels from, you know, the pawn shop down the street, then maybe, then maybe we, again, maybe we can talk about your goals of being a welfare queen, right? Mm. But getting, getting your Obama phone and food stamps is nowhere near the aspirational level of welfare that you need to be if you want, if you're going to be like praising and, and, you know, just holding up the queen to the highest respect and order. Like, no, she's, you know, the richest bottom feeder in the, in the history of the planet is basically (laughs) who just died. And then the old dude takes over. Right, like, oh my gosh, he's the the oldest, the oldest monarch to ever be uh, crowned king, because his mom lived for so goddamn long. And what is he gonna do? Fucking nothing. What is he qualified to do? Fucking nothing. Right. The funniest meme on that was like, seventy three year old finally gets a job. You know, had they, they the memes are already out. Like his desk is too small, and he's trouble with his pens. He's not qualified to even sit at a desk, and he's the he's the figurehead of England now. Can they just be rid of that? Like, all right, when the queen dies, that's it. No more monarch, right? Do the, do they have to die out? Like, how many how how long can they trace the lineage to who's the successor to the throne before it just? I, th- I think if the current king said no more kings, then maybe it would end, or maybe the parliament. Would have to say that Parliament I might, but I think I mean it, it would be logical if the current king was like, "This is stupid. You're all stupid, and there's no more kings," and that was just the end of it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you got, you also got to think he's been waiting like sixty years, right, to be king, right? At some at some point, you know, it might not hit him in you know as as a as a child, but once you hit those teen years, they go like, you know, one day this will all be yours. You will be the king, right? And this this was like sixty years ago. So this was like in the sixties. Is that did I do my math right? Yeah, in the sixties. It's like you will be king. And how much has changed since then? Like his empire has shrunk basically down to the island it started on. He's got nothing. Nothing but play power and the people's money. And the people, again, even even the furners, right, are so are so demoralized and and like hailing her like oh my god like she stole your money your whole fucking life she lived off your money her whole goddamn life and and yet revered so highly is nonsense so if you're one of those people you're stupid (laughs) what are you gonna say mc yeah total nonsense that's right (laughs) and right like so they had the queen for 70 years They'll have Charles, uh, the king, for what fifteen to twenty, maybe if he's lucky. Max twenty-five, if he's really lucky. How much blood can they suck out of you know, baby fetuses or whatever? However, they, <laughs> whatever that uh, conspiracy theory is. Yeah. And then another, you know, and then what? You know, so uh, so nonsensical. But again, like compared to here, right? Like, oh no, we got a new leader every four years or maybe eight depending on how good we like that last guy, which doesn't work out any better, right? There's no, there's no end. There's no end to that line of succession, 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 right? They, they pass it down through, through nepotism and blood 
and we just keep electing dumbasses. Such a frustrating system. No end, no end in sight. I don't care how much people pimp out liberty and free markets and anarchism. There's no end in sight. There's no end in sight because the vast, the vast majority of those people, uh, present company included, maybe not UMC, but definitely me, are terrible messengers of these idea of these ideas, and the vast majority of people don't want it. Right? No, that's the truth. Most people don't want it. Um, and, and that's why the, the, the previous solution was just go somewhere else, con- conquer a new land, and, and start over. Um, so. Which doesn't even really exist anymore unless, unless those seasteading people figure it out. Yep. On the sea or under it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's more feasible and reasonable at this point than uh, extraplanetarial. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, if 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 we can't conquer the seas, then uh, you know what business do we have going to another planet? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'd be, I man, I'd prefer on it because under it, not the sea creatures or the sea monsters, um, but the the potential catastrophic failure mm-hmm. and the inability to escape. Right, like if you went. You, if you if you set up shop into the depths in one of those like science fiction bubble domes or whatever you just you know even even the fact that divers right can't come up quickly for fear of the bends mm-hmm. right makes that whole endeavor seem like a non-starter for me personally like I'd, I would rather go to Mars knowing that I'm going to die on mm-hmm. Mars than like go underwater and have some catastrophic failure kill me prematurely. That seems like much less fun than mm-hmm. being on Mars. But on the ocean, <laughs> seasteading, fine. Big enough boats somewhere out there where, you know, the the risk of giant storms uh, are marginalized or minimalized or that you can break off your seastead and vacate the area, you know, once the storm approaches, those hundreds of foot waves or whatever crashing down, like, that sounds unappealing too. But if you can just break off and like, oh, no, we're going to float away for the storm. We'll be back when it's clear, right? If international travel were easier, more efficient, less restrictive, uh, I kind of harken back to the... I want to say pirate days it's like oh no we're just pulling into port we got some stuff to trade right buy some stuff you give you some stuff and boom we're gone again right that seems reasonable too you're not beholden to any country right or flag or nation you just pick up some stuff from somewhere do what you can like i'm not saying pirate people but you know if you're like a fishing vessel right you catch some fish you go to port you trade it for whatever else you need Back onto the ocean? Why can't that just be a thing? Because all the flags want you to have a flag. I know. It's dumb. Like, oh, no, you're not allowed into this port because you got the wrong flag. I, I just want to trade. I, just like, want, I don't I even just, have a flag. No, even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to engage in commerce. Does anyone, want, does anyone want to buy some fish? I could sure use some grain, right? 
like a trading like a trading post at the dock like a farmer's market at the dock just you know you got what you got we got what we got and and done gone we should make that our seastead mc just a farmer's market like hub and we just take you know a percentage for setting up shop there Mm. like one percent from every merchant done shall we do headlines sure all right fuck it headlines uh, headline, Pakistan issues climate reparations demand. Headline, English tests are just an excuse to block immigrants from licensed professions. Uh, headline, everyone wants to ban certain content online. No one wants to talk enforcement. Uh, headline, the White House defends social media platform collusion. Uh, headline, the maldistribution of wealth. And finally, headline, Americans spent more on taxes in 2021 than on food, clothing, and health care combined. Any of those jump out at you? Uh, the one about climate. Climate, climate. Oh, Pakistan? All right. Sure. So, so this was a bizarre one, just, just in general. Like, you read the Pakistan issues climate reparations demand? For what? Because uh, they're poor. First world countries are the main polluters, but it's the poor who foot the bill, the climate minister said. Rich countries, which are responsible for the bulk of greenhouse emissions, should be paying reparations to developing economies as the latter bears the brunt of global warming, Pakistan's climate minister told UK media on Sunday. Speaking to the Guardian amid unprecedented floods devastating her country, Pakistan's minister for climate change, Sherry Raymond, called to reconsider global emission targets and reparations given that poorer nations are increasingly hit by climate disasters. Riemann described global warming as the existential crisis, adding that Pakistan has contributed less than 1% to greenhouse gas emissions. She also accused the first world countries of breaking their promises on fighting climate change. We all know that the pledges made in multilateral forum have not been fulfilled, she stressed. There is so much loss and damage with so little reparations to countries that contributed so little to the world's carbon footprint, she said, adding that the bargain made between the global north and the global south is obviously not working. In recent months, cataclysmic floods have wreaked havoc across Pakistan, killing at least 1,265 people, including 441 children. The calamity, which has affected 33 million people, has been largely blamed on climate change. The inundation was caused by deadly monsoon rains, with many towns receiving 500 to 700% more rainfall than normal in August. The floods have ruined 90% of crops in the Sindh district and already put cash-strapped Pakistan in dire straits. Pakistan's climate minister said the government is doing its best to mitigate the fallout, but its rescue and aid missions have been hindered by ongoing rain, with a third of the country currently underwater. Although Riemann indicated that she understood the challenges the world is facing due to COVID-19 pandemic and the Ukraine conflict, she said richer countries must do more to stave off climate change. Big polluters often try to greenwash their emission, but you can't walk away from the reality that big corporations that have net profits bigger than the GDP of many countries need to take responsibility on Tuesday to help the beleaguered country in solving the crisis the UN launched a joint $160 million plan appeal. According to UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres, this initiative aims to provide food, water, sanitation, health, 
and other forms of aid to 5.2 million most vulnerable people in the country. End of, end of the article. I, I know climate's one of your big, uh, I want to say pet issues, but that seems like it's minimizing it. Uh, MC, what are your thoughts on Pakistan getting reparations uh, for larger countries' bad policy? I don't know. Um, well, there's been uh, massive floods in Pakistan. Uh, the earliest one I found right now is uh, in 1950, and 3,000 people died in, in floods. 3,000 in 1950. So, I mean, 1,000 is less than 3,000, so it must be getting better, right? Not worse. I, I mean, by those numbers, sure. If you want to fudge the data. <laughs> Trying to lie with statistics, MC. I'm not trying to lie. I'm just saying that there's been floods prior to high levels of CO2, if that's what they're complaining about. Do you think she believes this? Or do you think it's one of those, who, like, I can use this it? as an excuse to get money? Oh, um, it, it's very possible that they actually do believe it. Um, that's because, uh, you know, huge government organizations are... Uh, claiming that there's a world crisis about to happen. And, and so when a crisis does happen, then you just say, well, see, you're right. <laughs> Give us money now. It's your fault. It's, it's, it's yes. Really, and it took you, you know, less than like two minutes of Googling to basically debunk her entire argument, right? Like, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> more people died in the 50s when there was flooding than today. And the climate was in much better shape back then, according to you, right? So how do you account for that? And then you let them, you know, do the mental gymnastics and coming up with another excuse. But the fact remains the same, if you are correct, and I have, you know, I have no reason to disbelieve you, that there was still flooding in the 50s in Pakistan, right, that killed more people when the climate was arguably in better, in better shape, better condition than it is now. So it, yeah, and, and that's the thing though. There's the, the the climate is not predictable. So, uh, especially things like floods. Um, and another example is hurricanes. Um, this year, there I don't think there's been a major hurricane that hit hit land this whole year. And yeah. we're at the end. We're at the end of hurricanes. Florida locked out. And so. You know, they're predicting more every year. Oh, we're going to have more than last year, and then we have zero. And it's like, well, why didn't your models predict that? Well, because models don't predict hurricanes. <laughs> they cannot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, again, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't – it's hard for me to believe. And this is just – I don't know I don't know how to phrase it. This is like my perception on the goodwill of people. Right, like I give, I give people too much credit, where maybe I shouldn't, in a lot of these situations, because it's hard for me to believe that you can be the uh, the minister for climate change, right, in Pakistan, have ascended to a level in, albeit in the government, that high, right, the whatever minister level is, and not have the capacity to do a quick Google search that again no, took it's, you. Well, it's not about that. It's about having an agenda 
And That's what I'm saying. So there's people that what their agenda is is to make people fear climate change so they can extract money from people. Right. So she doesn't, that's what I'm saying. So she doesn't, I don't believe, I can't believe that she believes the words that are coming out of her own mouth. But that's, that's part of the problem is you don't actually know what they believe. Like nobody actually knows what Trump believes or what, what Biden believes. (laughs) People, people think they do. And you know, but it's like, you know, uh, it, it would be better if we didn't have to care what these people believe. Just like, you do your thing, man. <laughs> like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, man, okay. Some of the stuff is just so outrageous, right, that that comes out of pol- po- politicians' mouths that, again, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt that they can't, that no one can ascend to that level by being that big of a dumbass. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the that's the problem you just don't know <laughs> maybe i don't want to believe it then maybe i refuse to believe that someone can ascend to that level right and be that incompetent in so many areas right you get, how can you be you're the minister of climate change right i'll be okay it's pakistan whatever uh but you're, you're the minister of climate change and you have no clue like zero I mean, the- clue the fact that they have a minister of climate change, the, the words climate change actually means it's always getting worse. It, the, the, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the putting those two words together means that there's some fear uh, that the crisis is coming or is here and, and that we have to do something about it. Okay. Um, it's climate not a change stu- for the better. Climate change is not a study of the climate. It's it's a uh, it's 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 an analysis of trying to prove uh, that humans are making things worse constantly. That's all it is. And so okay. they and anything that changes, oh, it's worse, and it's because of humans. You know? Okay. Oh, more more rain. It's worse, and it's because of humans. Less rain. It's worse, and it's because of humans. It's like it. It doesn't matter what it is. the The words "climate change" means it's worse, and it's because of humans. And and now now it's a political issue. Okay, and making it a political issue is where I start to come to the understanding of what's going on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but they, they they might still believe it. I mean, there there's you know kids that are programmed that from from you know grade school and they they tried to do it with me when they said oh we're going to run out of trees you know oh man <laughs> do you do you remember gi joe yeah I fucking love gi joe do you remember when they when they had the the tree hugging hippie episodes um no i mean i, and, and I so watched they had, it as a kid i could not they had one episode where they were basically fighting pr- to protect the last tree on earth wow okay yeah, go look it up, man. It's crazy. I, you know, and, and so I, so I watched it. I'm like, you know, and I'm a little kid. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're gonna run out of trees. You know, how many people did that inspire to become tree hugging hippies, fearing the end of trees? On you my know? hard drive, I have all the GI Joes, so that that wouldn't be <laughs> give me season and episode. I'll like have that up in and no so, time. And so I was kind of terrified, you know, growing up, you know. But then, you know, I I grew up a little bit. 
And I, but I remember in, in seventh grade, this girl asked me, and I tell this story all the time. This girl asked me when I threw threw away a piece of paper, and she she uh, she said uh, she started crying. She said, do, "Do you know how many trees that took to make that piece of paper?" And I said, "Not many." <laughs> and I laughed. Less you know? less than one. <laughs> like I hope not many. Like maybe maybe less than one. Uh, yeah. And then, and then she, you know, she started crying and ran away. And I felt so bad. I was like, man, am I really that much of an asshole? And I thought that for years, probably ten years. I'm like, man, I, I really should care more about the trees. And then it turns out, you know, I watched a episode of off of Reason uh, that 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 the the I think it was 2016. Um, tree coverage in, in the northern hemisphere is like way up. And one of the main reasons is because we're burning fossil fuels. We don't need to burn as many trees for heat. Okay. You know? I mean, that just makes sense. (laughs) I I seen a clip earlier this week. I think it was like British television or Australian television. It was one of those accents that I I don't recall. I only watched the clip once. Uh, And it was, you know, the the conservative uh, commentator on the show talking to like a dude who works on like a tree farm or something. And he was asking him like, you know, it, you know, basically the same question, like, isn't it, you know, damaging to the environment? And the guy's like, no, 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 not really. Like, you know, trees can, trees are renewable. And then yeah. the commentator said something like, um, Oh, we can do the same with concrete. And the guy goes, well, concrete doesn't really grow back, you know? And the commentator went like, sure it does. Yeah. <laughs> like an asshole. And then the guy was just like stunned and dumbfounded. Like he had nothing to say after that. And then they cut him off. (laughs) But to your point, MC, like it doesn't matter if it took like a million trees to print that one piece of paper, right? If they had that many and they had it on a renewable cycle so that it would be, you know, it would be uh, uh, reproduced, right? Like the, the recycled, reproduced and grown back. Like trees, renewable, that's the word, if it'll be renewed. My my point is that there's people's minds that are infected by the idea that that everything humans do is bad and that the planet is always getting worse. Uh, They they can't, their brains can't handle the truth that things are renewable, things do get better. Uh, We do manage the planet, you know, pretty good uh, considering there's, you know, 8 billion of us here or some or so, I don't even know anymore. Close to it, whatever. Um, so, yeah, if if you if 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 hearing that the the planet is greener than it was when I was a little kid, scared of running out of trees, um, if that doesn't like spark some kind of rebellion against uh, crisis fear mongering, um, then. I, then nothing will you know you're you're just you're infected you just you just uh see things in a pessimistic way you really don't like humans and i think that's the majority of of the leftists you know they 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 live in tightly packed cities and they don't like people <laughs> you know it's so bizarre it's like go live on a farm man <laughs> you know that's that's the cure for leftism just move to move to a rural area well, it, I I think it, it it's it would be a, a reality shock, you know, like, uh, yeah, the, you know, fi- 
Um, there's a guy that wrote the book, uh, uh, The Righteous Mind, um, and he basically did that. He he went and was hanging out with conservatives to find out what makes them tick. And then he found out, oh, yeah, they're not so bad. <laughs> they're actually really loving people. They just have different reasons for the you know the, the ways that they think. And Is that the one you told me think. to read? Because if whatever the yes. last rec- – okay, I have the audio book. I just haven't – Hit the play yeah, button. Yeah, I, I think you like it, but okay. you know, also from you know, you have to realize it's from the perspective of a leftist, you know, struggling with uh, conservatism, okay. or you know, the right or whatever it is. As soon as um, you recommended it, I went out and got it, and so it's just a, just another thing sitting on my hard drive waiting for me to yeah, make the time yeah. for. Well, I do think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, um, maybe it, 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 if you if you like it as much as I do, then you, you'll probably be a little bit frustrated with, with the dude, you know, it's like, come on, man. Like you, you, you're, you're telling the answers and you're still a leftist. It's like, what is going yeah. on here? <laughs> that, that would be the most frustrating part, right? Yeah. Like I said, you, you debunked this in two minutes. Like as I was reading the article, you found countering evidence that basically makes the whole thing nonsense. Right. And in my mind, like, that should be enough for the average person to maybe not change their mind right away, although that would be grand, but at least start thinking about things differently. And that is probably the, the most frustrating thing with, like, messaging the ideas of liberty and why I gave up on being a good messenger, right? True, true. Like, I can... Yeah, I you can't, you can't tell people face. how how to think you know it's like uh you either you either get it or you're just you're kind of lost like <laughs> a weird thought popped into my head years ago i went man if more people thought for themselves then more people would think like me because in my mind right like I, I i see it and i question it and then i form my own conclusion yeah. and god damn so, it i'm right and so I think a lot of it is is fear, and and misplaced fear. So you know, and everybody everybody does kind of work off of fear. So what what is the fear uh, that that you know drives uh, libertarians? It's fear of government, pretty much. Um, and there's you know historical uh, evidence of that that it should be taken into account of things to fear. Yeah. Um, but I think most people have been programmed to fear whatever the TV tells them they should be afraid of. And um, I, I think it's, to me, it's a bit, it's, uh, what do you call it, presumptuous? or assu- uh, it's, it's a big assumption on most people, most people's minds that, that um, everybody is afraid of the same things that they are afraid of. Sure. And, and I think that, you know, evidence of that is like the COVID-19 thing. Like right when it came out, I kind of went along with everybody else because I didn't know what was going on. It's like, oh man, this this China virus, man, is like this thing could kill a whole bunch of people, maybe maybe even one percent of the world's population. Oh. And then and then as information came out, I was like, no, it's probably going to be less than one in a thousand, um, and it doesn't kill young people. So so what? <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, see, and I was I was on the so what train from the beginning. It's like, okay, nothing changes. Like, well, you know, well, 
I mean, maybe maybe you live your life. To say, let's say there's a virus that, that is killing young people, and you just you know say fuck it, whatever. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of people would would uh, uh, cha- you know make changes in their life to to avoid dying. Um, yeah, except they prohibited yeah. those changes. The solution was go outside and get more exercise. They yeah. went. They went. Nope. Stay in your home, and the gyms are closed. Yeah. Um. I saw yeah. as I was driving home from work today, there was a dude. I couldn't tell how old he was in a van by himself, still wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. You say you say mm-hmm, like that's that should be surprising. No, oh, I see it all the time in Hawaii. <laughs> oh Jesus fucking Christ! What is wrong with you people? It's yeah. You know, I, I I even told uh, the the priest. Uh, at church, I was like, I was like, man, like, why are these people who are saved are going to heaven worried about dying? Why, why are they got these? They're wearing a mask at church. Yeah, it's <laughs> so ridiculous to me. <laughs> no, it's it's an easy way to heaven, man, because you can't kill yourself. So the quicker you can get out of here, the quicker you can get there. Yeah, and I'm not saying they should want to die, but like, no, they absolutely <laughs> should. I'll say it. If, if okay, if, if well, you're that's, religious that's fine. and you think heaven is next. Right, you should want to die as quickly as possible within the <laughs> with within the rules of how you get to heaven. Right? That's that's why the other religion has the suicide bombers, right? Because they do their whatever they, it is they do with the suicide bomb and they get their seventy virgins, right? Like th- there's a clear goal and a clear way to get there, and this is it. My 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 point is that it should give them a little bit of courage. You know, a little bit of okay. I don't have to worry. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. Like I, like I, I think. Yeah, you know, I think uh, life is is a gift, and it's also it, it could be depending on if you're, you know, if you've got the call to, you know, uh, do something with your life. Uh, uh, sure. You know, then it could be uh, quite. What's is arduous the word? Like, uh, it could what's be. That mean? I mean, a difficult a difficult task is that the right word for that? Ar- arduous is like difficult and ongoing. So yeah, d- yeah, it could be arduous. Yeah, difficult and ongoing. That, my, a, a buddy of mine um, who has since you know passed and maybe made his way to heaven. Who knows? Uh, like dubbed me the knight of arduous virtue, <laughs> and I went. I'm keeping that fucking title. Like that's you know that was forever going to be my title. And at the time, it was because. Like you pitch these ideas of freedom and liberty and anarchism, right, in the face of overwhelming odds. And I don't care. I never cared about the overwhelming odds. I'm going to do it anyway. You know, it's, it's the right thing to do. It's the virtuous thing to do in the face of that. And so that, that was the title that he gave me, and I, I am forever grateful for that title. Yeah. Um, but to your point of the, the, uh, the fears Right, and everyone has the same fear, uh, or they look. They believe everyone has the same fears as them. Um, I don't disagree with that, but the, again, the frustrating thing with that is um, the evidence-based fears. Right, libertarians have a <laughs> libertarians have a fear of government because there is a history, like thousands of years, world history, millennia of human history, where those in power, right take advantage and kill off those not in power. 
Yeah. Right. That well, is, it's, it's like, okay, it's not a, thousand, a phobia. A thousand people died in Pakistan, right? How many thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are dying in Pakistan because their government sucks? Exactly. You know, this year, you know, it's like. So oh the libertarians gosh. in Pakistan are going like, okay, like floods are bad, but look how much worse the government is. And people go like, no, man, it's the floods. Right? <laughs> it doesn't matter. The, the, the only thing, the government would be protecting us if it weren't for those floods. And again, that's the frustrating part because we, they, their fear is not unfounded because there's clearly a flood, right? <laughs> but that's. We don't share that fear, and they want us to be scared of the lesser of the two, right? We, we yeah. should fear the virus, but not the overwhelming government lockdown that did way more harm than good and couldn't even compare uh, to the amount of damage that the virus did, right? The lockdown's far worse uh, than the virus itself, but yet there's still an asshole in a van wearing a mask driving alone. After the CDC removed the recommendations. And they're still shutting down cities in China. Yeah. Locking people in there. Their people went to a mall, and they just locked the mall. They were like, oh, there's somebody tested positive in this mall. We're locking the whole mall with, you know, 20,000 people in it. For two weeks. (laughs) Wow. Stop the spread. (laughs) If you're in the mall, you're going to die. We as the government are fine. Killing 20,000 of you if it means the spread doesn't continue. It's a nuclear option. But yeah, that, you know, there's, again, it's the the founded fear and the unfounded fear, right? Like there's, you know, there's, there's evidence, there's plenty of evidence that the governments are doing harm and there's not a lot of evidence that the climate is doing all that much harm, right? Or that climate change, man-made climate change is all that big of a deal. It's just not there. Yeah. Right. It's not there, and in the, again, in this case, debunked within a minute, two minutes tops. Right. That the the Pakistani climate minister, right, doesn't doesn't realize or ignores, and that was more my point. Purposefully ignores the facts in order to push the agenda, because she's the pl- climate minister. Whether or not you know she believes it, um, there was another example brought up. Ah, oh, man, it might have been John Stossel. Maybe I don't remember, but they were, or or maybe Ernest Hancock tells the story better. Uh, but they were like interviewing somebody, some libertarian or Ron Paul, Rand Paul. I don't, I don't fucking know. But they were interviewing them, and they were talking about like the mainstream media, and it was you know the interviewer who said something to the effect of, "You think that I'm coming on TV and I'm lying about certain things, right?" And he said, "No, I believe." that you believe that. And the moment you stop believing that, you will be replaced by another true believer. Right? Yeah. So their their job their media job as a media personality or commentator, news reporter, if that's even a thing, right, is entirely disposable and easily replaceable. Right? There's there's nothing yeah, that makes them special. So in the moment he stops believing it, he will then continue to spout off the nonsense anyway in order to keep his cushy job, right? Or he will have a crisis of conscience and then easily be replaced. So you're never going to get that change from the mainstream media at all, whether or not they believe it. Like Pakistan climate minister either is a true believer, Mm -hmm. right? Or 
the minute she goes like, oh, really? There was a 1950 flood and it killed like 3,000 people and the climate was better then, right? Like the, the moment she has that realization, now she's either lying, you know, in order to keep her cushy job as Pakistani climate minister, um, or she will be replaced by someone who has not done that research yet or will lie, you know, in the face of it. So it's, it's a terrible, terrible, terrible cycle, right, of just keeping the worst people involved in those issues shall we do one more headline because i think this next one kind of ties into that whole thing sure uh the white house defends social media platform collusion so this was um i don't know if we talked about it on here a week or so ago several weeks ago mark zuckerberg went on joe rogan show did we talk about this does that Uh, ring a bell at all I don't remember if we talked about it, but I've, I've heard about it, yeah. Okay, so for the, if you haven't heard about it, uh, Mark Zuckerberg went on the Joe Rogan Show and basically said um, the FBI gave us information that led to us uh, de-platforming, de, uh, moving them down on the algorithm, certain articles related to the Hunter Biden laptop situation. And the yeah, FBI we, came out... We did talk about it. Okay, we did. Okay, and the FBI came back and said we didn't really tell them, you know, what story we're talking about. We just basically said that there's some misinformation going around related to the election and you guys might want to be aware of it. And then Zuckerberg said, yes, yes, that's what the FBI said. Not the first thing I said, forget all that. Right. He got the, he got the talking to for being on Rogan. (laughs) At least I'm presuming that to be the case. Right. (laughs) He does not have evidence leading to the imprisonment of Hillary Clinton. Uh, the White House defends social media platform collusion. The White House continues to try to play dumb regarding what many consider to be scandalous uh, revelations about its influence on or even collusion with some of the biggest social media platforms, those whose reach and power allows them to shape public opinion. A federal judge, Terry Doty, on Tuesday gave the Biden administration three weeks to submit all emails sent to Big Tech by White House Press Secretary uh, Karine Jean-Pierre and the administration's House Chief Medical Advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci. The subject of the communication is reported to be directly coordinated uh, the way the state and private corporations treat what either of them deems to be disinformation or misinformation regarding COVID, but also free speech in general. When quizzed about the judge's orders during a press briefing on Wednesday, Jean-Pierre preferred evasive tactics instead of the straight answer to a pretty simple question, what are those emails going to show? And there's a video clip that we're not going to play. Jean-Pierre first justifiably declined to comment on ongoing litigation, noting that she had been asked the same questions the previous weeks and directing the reporter to the Justice Department. And yet, even after saying she could not comment, the White House press secretary went on to offer some comments. A couple of things I would say, just as a general matter on this, as we said over and over again, since the beginning of the administration in our battle against COVID-19, it has been crucial for the American people to have access to factual, accurate, science-based information and ensuring that any media platforms have access to the latest information on a once-in-a-generation pandemic is something that has been done since the earliest days of the pandemic beginning under the former president, she said. The intent of her statement appears to be twofold. 
to paint the collaboration between the Biden administration as strictly a narrow matter of advancing the nation's health during a pandemic by making sure factual, accurate, science-based content made it through, and by remarking that the tendency allegedly started during the previous administration. The response, however, does not make it all clear if the press secretary is asserting that just the battle against COVID was what the two administrations share, or if President Trump's White House also emailed Twitter and Facebook to directly flag posts they would like removed. Asked if those communications were ongoing and how frequently they might be to this day, Jean-Pierre again tried to shift onto or at least share the blame with the previous administration by deflecting such as, there have been ongoing works dating to the Trump administration to provide accurate COVID information where folks get their news. Yes, but has there been ongoing work to regularly email with Silicon Valley social media giants as the Biden administration still doing it? Sadly, no useful answer from Jean-Pierre. Again, this is litigation that is ongoing and is currently happening. Clearly, that's why it's ongoing. And so I would defer to the Department of Justice on that, she said, closing the vicious cycle of political spin. Uh, End of the article. So there's a lot of libertarians, anarchists, um, that claim that the big tech media is part of the government and therefore uh, not do the respect or consideration that you would give a free market business or in a capitalist system. Does this bolster those claims? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, so the the problem right now is that there's there's a a large part of the uh, successful um, tech industry that is uh, that has the same philosophy as the people in the administration and so does that make it collusion then or are they just on the same page right they can agree they're, yeah they're i think being I mean, agreement it's, it's, doesn't make it collusion it's a little it's a little bit of both uh when when the government actually goes out of its way to uh, uh inform them what to say or um or does it in secret? You know, if, if somebody on the news gets up and says, this is what the government believes, okay, fine. Um, but if they go behind closed doors to talk to a private company and what they're allowed to say or not say and not tell the public, well, that's that's the collusion part. So, um, you know, uh, the, the best policy for the government, if, if, if they need an idea, is transparency. <laughs> you know, okay, that, that, that would help people trust them. <laughs> you know, good luck with it. That, so, yeah, they don't they don't want to be trusted. They want to control, and that should be obvious. <laughs> would it be better for those big tech companies then, instead of putting out um, fact checks, uh, to put out like a uh, I want to call it like a government warrant canary of some kind, like a government canary, where they just say you know instead of fact checking. They just say, like, this is not the official government position, and here is a link, you know, if they um, want to put the link to the official government position. I mean, that's kind of what they did with the CDC COVID information. Okay. Um, but they, yeah, su- just, they suppressed. Them. It, was the, oh, it, yeah. it's, it was the suppression of alternate viewpoints, right? Right, yeah. And, and, and that they, they do on their own and at the direction of the government. So... Uh, and I'm I'm not so worried about that that they do it on their own, um, but uh, 
at the direction of the government. That's what, you know, especially when it's not transparent. Like if the government comes out and says, uh, Facebook, you have to ban X, Y, and Z. Um, but the government doesn't want to be seen banning that, you know, so they do it in secret. That's, well, that, that was the that's, Hunter that's Biden the, thing. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the collusion part. Yeah. Um, so that was the Hunter Biden thing that Zuckerberg claimed that they were direct and said, like, suppress this. And then backtrack and said, no, they weren't direct. They were vague, and they didn't say they weren't specific. Yeah, and I I think they that they know Mark Zuckerberg is on their side, and so when they approached him and said, hey, this is coming down, it was just assumed that you know Mark would do something about it, and of course okay. he would, and of course he would, and he did, and then so admitted to it. My my and my uh, and so whether or not they told him to block it or not is is uh, is, is is just dumb. It doesn't matter because he would have um, anyway. But the, the, the important part is if the government's going to tell anybody, they should tell everybody. They should tell everybody, hey, there's some stuff about Hunter Biden going to come out, and we don't want you to see it. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're trying to sway an election, that's terrible tactic. I hope you understand that. But, but, yeah, but they shouldn't be trying to sway an election. That's my whole point. They should be, you know, government should be transparent. Okay. <laughs> if you're, if you're going to have one, if and and then... You know, and if you're not going to be transparent, then you shouldn't have a government because it's you're just asking asking to be ripped off. <laughs> I'm with I'm with you on the not having a government part. Right? Yeah, like, I, don't, you I don't. You know, the the most transparent thing the government does is tax people, right? Like that's wide out in the open. You're going to pay your taxes. We're going to hurt you if you don't. We're hiring eighty seven thousand new people to come and hurt you if you don't. Right? <laughs> that's about as trans. Oh, and, and here's the training video. Of how to shoot your dog, right? <laughs> that doesn't make it okay. I'm not thrilled about the transparency, right? I still think it's dumb. I still think it should be abolished. You know, it doesn't, it, the transparency doesn't make it better. It's not an easier pill to swallow. It just raises the ire uh, amongst the opposition going, like, shit, we're not, you know, we're not well prepared for this. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's one of those. It's one of those things where being the opposition, right, the libertarians, the anarchists, whatever, um, you will always be underprepared for this sort of battle uh, because this is their job and they do it with your money. So you're paying for your own enslavement. And then if you want to fight back against them, you have to pay even more for your own defense, right? Like you, you give them their money and they buy the weapons and all the, you know, the ammunition that the IRS agents are going to carry. But if you want to get good at that, you have to buy your own weapons, your own ammunition and your own training, right? That, that is not grandfathered in or gifted to you in any way, shape or form. So you basically pay double because you're paying for one side and then you got to pay for your own side to fight back against it. And most people, right? Like, like most people, again, aren't ready for it. Um, most people don't care. Most people want the government, the monarchy, the democracy, yeah. whatever that's in right. place. But that's that's. I think that's typically what happens, and that's why, uh, you know, it, once a certain amount of people uh, have had enough, the answer isn't to overthrow the government. The answer is to get away. <laughs> so. And there's still nowhere to go. Yeah, right. and that's so. So so I mean, let's uh, let's try to be optimistic then. Uh, the the only way forward uh, would be for some type of a grand awakening uh, that you know Epstein didn't kill himself and <laughs> and 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 maybe enough people will will see that and be like yeah 
we don't trust these people. Um, and then I mean, on a really small level, that's why shows like this exist, right? Because yeah. hopefully, somewhere the message is getting out there. Um, I, I, I there was there was a piece of like good news, bad news in the Telegram group a couple of weeks ago. Like someone who I guess listens to the show, and thank you for listening to the show, uh, messaged uh, messaged the group and said like, "Hey, I'm unable to download the show because like." Your bandwidth cap had been reached. And I went, well, that's good news. That's the first time ever that, you know, the, the show's been downloaded enough to hit the fucking bandwidth cap. Um, uh, for what service? Uh, um, it's the, the, the privately hosted on Open Drive. Oh, okay. Like, it's posted everywhere. So you can find it on Patreon, right? There, you, can, you can support the show on Patreon, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, but I, the, the show is not paywalled on Patreon, right? It's like, you can listen to it there, whatever. Um, I post it on SoundCloud because that's where LRN gets their feed from. Um, and then there's an entirely separate feed for, like, the Apple iTunes podcast because that's what I was doing before. And I, for the life of me, couldn't figure out how to switch that over to the SoundCloud feed or any of the other ones. And that one, the file, like, once I process this show out, the file is hosted directly uh, on a service called OpenDrive because it's free um, hosting. And so iTunes or whatever pulls, pulls the feed and the file downloads goes directly from OpenDrive. So there's multi, it goes up multiple places. But that's the first time in like, you know, eight years and 15 weeks uh, that, <laughs> that, it was, that that particular service had been hit enough to stop a download. So I was kind of proud of that. Wow. Right? It's not good that it's been like, all right, just fucking go to the other service, man. Like stop using the... You know, this one. Um, but it means, like, this message is getting out there. It's trickle, you know, trickling out as slowly as it does. Uh, but, you know, it exists, and hopefully hopefully, we will be a part of that grand awakening in the future. Uh-huh. Yeah. Final thoughts? Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it for us. Now you guys get to hear the real part. Uh, that'll do it for us. You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com. On Telegram, participate in that group as well, t.me slash anarchistexperience or t.me slash the anarchist experience. And if you'd like to contribute to the show financially or just go there to get the file because it's free and I don't paywall it, uh, but you can contribute financially at Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening. I will talk to you all next week. Peace.